0: Well, on the juice, we really like to give you the information that's going to make a real difference to your life. And our segment, Main Squeeze, is all about nurturing and learning about those primary romantic relationships in our lives. Our resident sex and relationships therapist, Gabrielle Laurie, joins us to talk about co-dependence and interdependence. If you haven't heard what they are, stay tuned. We're going to fill you right in. Gabrielle, welcome to The Juice. Hello again.
1: Thanks for having me back.
0: I love it. Always a pleasure. Now we talk about codependency a lot in terms of addiction so um you know codependency enabling an addict or whatever but it can actually come into our romantic relationships not necessarily around addiction but around behaviors can't it
1: absolutely codependent is right in in all societies everywhere it's i mean it's not classified in the DSM, which is the Diagnostic Manual for Mental Health Disorders. But, you know, a lot of therapists and counsellors do recognise it. There's even a 12-step program called Coda Anonymous that you can do because it's, it really is a helpful thing to understand because it originated around, you know, kind of a caretaker with an alcoholic or a drug addict or and how they're accidentally enabling that person to stay keep that addiction,
0: Mm. but they
1: think they're helping. So, for instance, you know, someone with an alcoholic partner, they might make AA appointments for them and and go to groups or, you know, and organise GP appointments and hide all the alcohol or tip it all down the sink or, you know, constantly nag their partner to stop drinking and do healthy exercise, but they're actually... Uh, avoiding taking responsibility for their own life Mm -hmm. they get their self-esteem from being needed and the alcoholic really doesn't have to give up uh drinking because that caretaker is maintaining the foundation of their life like paying the rent the bills the you know, making sure they don't end up on the street, like they don't really have to face the consequences of their addiction. Mm. So generally, that the alcoholics change when the codependent finally breaks up with them.
0: Yes. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah, because they've got no one else looking after them anymore, and they're not getting that love or even that um, even negative attention is better than no attention at all. Sometimes for an alcoholic or drug addict, it means the other person cares. So yeah, it's it's a shame. Uh, codependents are trying to do the right thing. Yeah. So I hope that explains it. It <laughs> certainly
0: does. It certainly does. And how can that um, sort of show up in relationships?
1: A person feels like they're dating a man child or a woman child.
0: <laughs> right. Okay.
1: Yes. So they might complain that, oh, well, he never does this and he never does his share of the parenting or domestic chores or she never does her share of anything or, you know, they feel like they're parenting a child. But the problem is they usually choose someone like that because in the beginning their self-worth is reliant on being needed. So the caretaker chooses someone, chooses a taker. Right. So as soon as you take responsibility for that choice and, and start to heal the childhood wounds that might have developed your codependency, like, in childhood, codependent people often uh, may have been abused or may have, like emotionally, where their feelings and needs weren't important or didn't matter. So they learn to just be a people pleaser and focus on everyone else's feelings and needs. But mm-hmm. so they've got that wiring. It's very hard for a codependent once they see that that's what they're up to. When I see them in therapy, I say, okay, every time you get that urge, that addiction to rescue, fix, manage or change someone else, I want you to turn that energy and effort on yourself and go practice some self-care or take responsibility in your own life for something, making your own life great. Because every time you want to help another adult um, in ways that adults can help themselves, you're, you're helping them be helpless.
0: Yeah, yeah, I get that. I get that. And, um, yeah, it is, um, I mean, we all want to be helpful and we all want to be, you know, helping and supporting our partners. But there is a line there, isn't there, where, um, yeah, if you continue helping them, that they will then not take the responsibility that they need to take. To maybe heal their own childhood wounds or, you know, deal yeah. with their own trauma because you're doing it for them. Yes. Mm. Yeah, they
1: never have to get uncomfortable and face the consequences of their poor choices because you protect them from those consequences. And you might resent it um, that you're doing all this work, you're over-functioning and that you're, you're supporting them in under Uh, Essentially they're not going to change because they're in a comfortable
0: position. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, why do you have to? Yeah. If you, yeah. yeah. If you don't have to go and, uh, you know, source your own food, if someone's always bringing it to you, then you're not going to be motivated to source your own food, are you? Yeah. yeah. It makes complete yeah. sense. So, what is a healthy dynamic then in a relationship?
1: So, a lot of people may not have even seen a healthy dynamic role model between their parents. Mm. Um, so, a lot of people get shocked to hear that a state the stage you're meant to get to in a healthy relationship is interdependence so interdependence you can both have your own friends and and have your own hobbies your own projects but also projects together friendships together nights out together um you can go camping with your partner and you can go camping with your friends so it's basically how you would treat your best friend like you're not totally enmeshed and entwined and reliant on um, being with the other person. Yeah. Whereas with a, with a codependent relationship, the codependent will give up their hobbies, their friends, uh, you know, all kinds of things to fit in with their partner's lifestyle. And they might blame their partner for this, but, but they've given it up.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I, it, when you when you say it like that, it is incredibly unhealthy, isn't it? Because as well as you know, if you if you have your whole life wrapped up in someone, and that someone can be your girlfriend or boyfriend, it can be your spouse, it can be. But if your whole life is dependent on that person, and you don't. Have any other interactions apart from that person? It's well, I, I guess it would be boring fairly quickly because you have nothing to tell each other at the end of the day because you spend it all with them. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: absolutely. Yeah, and also, um, I suppose it is a lot of pressure as well because the other person, if the other person's ever upset or unhappy, the codependent person feels like a failure, They're yes, devastated because they feel responsible for their partner's happiness. So they can't actually cope with any constructive feedback or, you know, when you give me X, Y, Z, I'd actually prefer A, B, C. They can't really take that on. So they can accidentally, the codependent person can become quite controlling because they get into this addiction of rescuing, fixing and helping they're always trying to help the other person, which looks very nice, but the other person feels smothered, mm. you know, they might act helpless in some areas and like it when you, you know, do their tax and and pay for their tax bill and, you know, all their poor financial decisions, but then they want freedom to go out and drink whenever they want and come home, you know, two days later and stuff like this. So There'll be a war, like a power struggle, constantly in these relationships.
0: Yeah, yeah, I see that. I completely see that. Yeah, that's so interesting, isn't it? So interdependence looks like a balance between uh, having your your primary romantic relationship and also having other rich relationships in your life that um, you know that you can that you can rely on as well, uh, not. Pouring your entire soul into trying to keep this person regulated and um, and happy, and taking all of that responsibility on yourself.
1: Yes. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. And a lot of um, over the years, I've seen a lot of mums accidentally uh, have created a codependent relationship with their with their grown up sons. Right. So mums can get Especially if, if mums have got a husband that's a bit emotionally unavailable, then they can get that emotional connection need from their sons needing them. Right. And so when, when your son is dependent and helpless, when he's a toddler, that's fine. But your job as a parent is to slowly make them independent. Yes. And, you know, get, help them do their share of the chores and their share of you're getting ready, you're getting them ready to have an independent life. But a codependent mum keeps doing everything for their son, like uh, up till 21, like where they're still washing his undies and folding them and putting them away and, you know, and um, won't let him do his own washing because, you know, I want to take care of you or won't let him make his own bed because I want to do it, you know, you're my baby. And these sons just start, like, Losing their minds, going, Don't come in my room, mum. Like, I'm a grown man. Like, yeah, embarrassing. They could have, you know, some special magazines in there. Like, <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: the mums will say, Well, I'm just helping. So he's being selfish or unfair. I just want to help him. I just want to love him. So they've got no boundaries. Yes, and, yet, and it's very difficult when you have to help them refocus that energy on creating their own life and their own self worth, and and tuning into their own feelings and needs rather than being addicted to helping him. Yes, yes,
0: yeah. Understand that, yeah, yeah. So, how do we reach interdependence? In a relationship if we're seeing that there might be um, a sort of codependent dynamic going on what is the best way to get to that that goal of interdependence in in our relationships
1: i would say the best way is to see a therapist a neutral third party who can help you understand What are healthy conflict resolution skills? How uh, Codependents can be a victim of their own lack of assertiveness skills. Um, They they don't know how to negotiate win-win solutions that value each other's feelings and needs equally. Like that's just foreign to them. They don't know how to set healthy boundaries. They feel so guilty. They don't set any boundaries and they feel upset with other people's boundaries. Yeah. You know, they feel like they're being rejected or abandoned if someone else sets a boundary with them. So, it's a it's a very complex kind of uh, stuff to sort through. It's better if you have a neutral third person who can help help you look at these things.
0: Yeah, look, that makes complete sense. And yeah, if you are noticing these things uh, creeping into your relationships, I mean, I think what we've got out of this as well is that uh, you know this is not Gab's first rodeo, and she probably sees this quite a bit in her practice. <laughs> So if you're thinking, oh, my God, this is me, uh, she's seen it quite a few times before. So you're not on your own, everybody. But, you know, it is something to certainly think about. And getting to that independence, we all want a healthy, happy relationship that is balanced and uh, it makes life a lot easier when we can unpack these childhood wounds, past relationship wounds and, uh, you know, and really get to a place where – our relationship is respectful, balanced and all about healthy conflict resolution skills and being able to say what's on your heart. It's important. So Gabrielle, thank you so much for coming on to the main squeeze on the juice. Uh, We've loved having you and it is always a pleasure.